0: I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hi, I'm Janice, X-Files co-host. I'm super excited to be here and be doing all um, either our first or one of our first solo minisodes. Uh, Claire and I have been in, um, had this podcast in the works for months and months. And one of the first things that we talked about was the format we wanted the show to take. I've wanted to do a podcast on breakups, dating, sex, and women's lifestyle for years. Um, but I always saw that it would be with a co-host because I absolutely love to gab and it is a lot more fun to talk with someone who's talking back to you. So that was one reason I sort of put it off. Um, And when I met Claire, things really fell into place. I really had this feeling that she was the right one for me. Um, But once Claire and I started Uh, talking and getting to know each other, we realized that we both have specific insights and experience with breakups and relationships that our audience would really benefit from getting to know um, and getting to know us one-on-one. So going forward, we will be sharing the occasional (laughs) mini-sode to fill you in on our background and share with you our personal words of wisdom. So here we go. I have a lot of topics (laughs) that I would like to cover. I am a former member of the LDS Church and I've learned over time about how growing up in that environment resulted in my desire to enter into my marriage, which fell seven years into the relationship and how the unhealthy patterns in my marriage led me to enter a very abusive relationship a couple of years later. I have a lot to say about um, codependence, abuse, mindfulness, self-care, self-love, empowerment, and being self-reliant, as well as the healing journey, which is one of my favorite uh, topics, and what it takes to come back from rock bottom. Um, I might be titling these episodes Rock Bottom Girl, because I've been in an absolute rock bottom place probably twice in my life and come back from those experiences as a you know full thriving woman. So I'm just really excited to share that with you and would really love you to be in touch with me if there's something specific you'd like to know about um, as far as my journey thus far or anything I've said. I consider myself to be what I say is a semi-open book uh, because of my background coming from a high demand religion where, you know, people often hide a lot of themselves. And, you know, I made a Choice um, at a certain point to commit to being open about my life and who I am when I decided to leave. Um, So I'll consider exploring any queries that I receive uh, about questions into my background and what you'd like to hear about. Because I had so many ideas about what I want to cover on these solo episodes, it was a bit tricky for me to land on something. But with the inauguration taking place this week, and as I'm in the midst of a bunch of really cool feminist projects this month, I kept getting the poll to talk about how my coaching is an extension of my feminist work. So here we go. I've always been interested in feminism and women's history work. From about the age of four or five, even as a Mormon child, I started to be curious about the outside world and was really intrigued about things like women's rights protests that I would see on TV. Anything that was led by a woman... (laughs) was always fascinating to me. Always. Um, I went to a high school that was ran by members of my church. And even in history class, whenever we had to give reports on famous Americans, I would always choose women, which was, I know that doesn't sound outrageous, but it w- it made me um, stand out for sure. <laughs> in fact, this is when I got Uh, introduced to Elizabeth, um, Katie Stanton, uh, because she was the first person who I did one of these reports on when I was 15. Um, And yes, I did get teased for it. You know, these were (laughs) somewhat rebellious decisions that I was that I was making. So skipping ahead a few years later, um, I was an English major in college. And eventually you get to the point where you have to choose an area to specialize in. And I very naturally chose women's literature. It just wasn't really a question for me. So that sent me down uh, this path of one of the most intellectually rich periods of my life and a time that is I, very happy for me. Um, I researched the various women's movements in this country and beyond. I, I loved every minute of sitting in that library, I got to tell you. And eventually I did do a double major in women's studies as well as literature. Um, This is a very abbreviated, you know, version of events. But one thing that really got me excited during this time was intersectionality and the notion that the personal is political, which is a concept a lot of you will be familiar with so besides learning about women's history and women's literature i started to look at how improving all aspects of a woman's life can improve like the way she shows up in the world and how she inspires others and how that starts a chain reaction for all women so for example One thing that I'm still really involved with is work around pregnancy, labor, and delivery, and how to make that a more positive experience in a woman's life. Uh, Because of my belief that if we can remove fear and trauma around what is for many a sacred experience in life, and a sacred experience with a woman's body, that she will embrace her womanhood even more and encourage others to do the same. So... I've also been involved in various organizing around domestic violence and women's spirituality. And yes, it did not prevent me (laughs) from choosing to be with someone who showed all of the classic behaviors of an abuser. And when I left that situation, which did um, follow an assault, I started to think about the concept of having the same support for breakups that is available during childbirth. For instance, many of you will know what a doula does and how she shows up to support a woman during this time. And I felt like that type of support was kind of missing when I left my abuser and the way that it halted my quote progress and the role that it played in a lot of misguided steps that I took in the next several years. And, you know, I think probably the majority of women and individuals will go through a breakup or experience a broken heart in their life. And I'm really interested in the role that support can play in people, especially women, showing up as fuller, more empowered human beings after what is, a pretty common life transition. So while you know everyone may not get it, I see being a breakup coach as just another one of the feminist uh, projects that I am involved in. I do work around, outside of my coaching, I do work around reproductive rights. I am a writer and do work with birth advocates. I'm a women's history blogger and a breakup coach. <laughs> And it actually all makes so much sense to me. I have really arrived with my work. And I'm so grateful that I have this podcast as a platform to reach more women. I'm, I'm so, so thankful for how this has all come together. And I'm thankful for the role that Claire has played and the role that all of our listeners are playing so far. This is amazing to me. So um, along those lines, if having support around your breakup is something that you think would be helpful, reach out. (laughs) You can DM me on Instagram at Janice Formichella, all one word, and head to the show notes for the crazy spelling. Because I know that was going to be your next question, right? (laughs) How to spell it. (laughs) and I'd love to hear from you about what would be helpful for you during this tricky time, and because I'm still in the early days of all of this, I'd really love to hear from anyone who just wants to share what the role that support after a breakup did play for them. I'm, yeah, I'm all about the research and gathering data right now. Um, I think next time I'm going to talk about the real meaning of codependence um, and because I think that there's a lot of misconceptions or misperceptions about codependence and what it really means. Um, so I think I'm going to dive into that a bit on the next one. So if there's something that you'd like to know about codependence or that you'd like me to cover, I'd love to hear from you about that as well. And... Thank you so much for listening. Um, Obviously, it it is a bit nerve-wracking to do this when you're new to podcasting, and especially when you have been a bit used to having a cute and bubbly co-host with you. So it's amazing to know that people are tuning in, and I really appreciate it. And yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Loftus, And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formichella. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. And here's a preview of our next episode. I, I think the point of this episode is that we really think, hope that you'll find some way to make to make it fun yeah. for yourself. And I mean, really, this is a, a, such a tough time for so many people. You could be a part of spreading joy and cheer to yeah. others when a lot of people need it, regardless if, if they're in a relationship or not. I think our point is that Valentine's Day is like totally separate from your worth and your process and things like that. It's If you're doing great, it shouldn't throw you off your game and make you feel crappy for that one day. Mm -hmm. And if you're just feeling crappy because you're grieving and you just broke up, let it be that you're just Mm -hmm. feeling crappy and you're grieving because you just broke up.